Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. It's great to have Craig uh, Brotherstone join us as well. Craig's uh, from East Belfast and he is married to Abby who is from New York. Together they have four daughters and they also have uh, foster children as well. They have an incredibly busy home. Craig is outnumbered in this house, seven to one, six daughters, a wife and Craig. So pray for Craig and even before hearing what he's involved in, Craig and Abby met each other as they both were working in the, for Metro World Child in Brooklyn, New York. They're currently serving God and pastoring a church in the south of Ireland and overseeing Elam Ireland's work in the Republic of Ireland. Craig has served also in Dundonald, Oma, Derry, Belfast and Russia for a year with three young children. So he brings a wealth of uh, knowledge and experience and he is passionate about the gospel. He's passionate about um, making disciples of young nation and he has a particular heart for the on great so it's great to have you share Craig thank you thanks so much what a privilege to be here tonight Um, I want to say thank you for all you've done and continue to do for missions from this island I was reminded again recently of the extent of the influence of this convention when on our own conference in Monaghan two weeks ago, we interviewed one of the early Elam pioneers into the Republic of Ireland. He is now 88 years old, and he mentioned that his call to share the gospel with Catholic people started with a stirring towards Bolivia at Bangor Worldwide in the early 1950s, praise God. So what a privilege to be with you all tonight. As we've said, we've shared a little bit about my life so far. Um, Elam has 60 churches on the island, the majority of which are in the northeast. 13 churches in the Republic of Ireland, but we have been sowing seeds there, praise God, for over 100 years, starting in Monaghan. We are very interested in church planting and the continued spread of the gospel on this island, particularly among Irish people, north and south of the border. I think it's important here to note that I want to thank you for holding a convention like this. Do you know, missions is not actually an easy topic. And if it doesn't push our buttons a little bit or make us a little bit uncomfortable, then maybe we're not really catching it. The tensions and the wrestle around this topic are uncomfortable. Why? The gospel is spread disproportionately around the world. How unfair is that in one sense? And the gospel is also disproportionately spread on this island. These are not comfortable topics, are they? And reaching the unreached is not glorious, it's not pretty, and it doesn't all fit in a box. 
as many of you will know, it requires sacrifice and it requires something of us all, not just one or two or missions representatives. It requires something of us all. And if we're honest, for most Christians, for most of the year, it's not always top of our agenda. So conventions like this should stir something inside of us again. It should get our attention. We should be challenged. We should be redirecting our focus once again. It should be able to make us a little bit uncomfortable. So I want to say thank you for your boldness for 85 years and all that God will have done through that. We're going to look at the Bible together briefly, a famous missions passage, but let's see what the Lord would want to say to us tonight from Revelation chapter 7 and verses 9 to 12. And this is what it says. After this, I looked and there was a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people, and language, which no one could number, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, they were clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the lamb. All the angels stood around the throne and along with the elders and the four living creatures, they fell face down before the throne and worshiped God saying, amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever, amen. Jesus Christ is worth it. Jesus Christ is worth it. He is worthy of the praise of every nation, tribe, people, and language. He is worthy of the praise of people in Turkey and Uzbekistan and New Zealand and Uruguay. He is worthy of the praise of the Avenki people in Russia and the Sunda people in Indonesia and the Pushi people in Afghanistan. Jesus is worthy of the praise of Irish people in Ireland and Irish people in Northern Ireland. He is worthy of praise in Portuguese and Way and Arabic and Karata and Irish. Jesus Christ is worth it. Can you picture the moment in these verses, this amazing vision of heaven when we will all be together forever? There was a vast multitude which no one could number from every nation, tribe, people, and language. And they cried out in a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the lamb. The angels, the elders, the living creatures, they fell face down before the throne and worship God, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Jesus Christ is worth it, isn't he? Can you see his worth tonight? Can you see his worthiness? He is worth nothing less than people from every nation, tribe and language, and that includes Ireland too, doesn't it? So can I be bold tonight and ask you, are you willing? Jesus Christ is worth it. So are we willing? Well, you might just say yes without thinking about what that could really mean. So let me ask it another way. How willing are we? Bangor Worldwide aims to challenge people with little or no involvement to become fully 
committed to missions at home and overseas in terms of praying, giving, and going. And yet, if we're completely honest, for some people, we rarely think outside of our own town. We rarely pray for anywhere outside of our own town. We rarely sacrificially give outside of our own time. A lot of people need big reminders to give to missions and praise God for them like this event. And sometimes among some of the people of God and even Christian leaders, there can be a general reluctance to even speak about going, never mind actually going. So praise God again for conventions like this one. But these are some of the challenges for the church today on our island. But let's start with us. Jesus is worth it. To what extent am I willing to become fully committed to mission at home and overseas in terms of praying, giving, and going? I want to give you two quick reasons why I think some people don't pray, give, or go beyond their own time. And number one is this. Some people don't understand that Jesus is worth it. Whether it's that famous passage, right, in Isaiah 6, where Isaiah saw the Lord and he found himself saying, here I am, send me. Or Stephen in Acts chapter 7, full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed into heaven. He saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. They dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And he said, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Jesus, you are worth it. Whatever it is, I've seen your glory and you are worthy of my whole life and my full commitment. Whatever you ask of me. Or the one missionary who said, you can never lose what you have offered to Christ. Why? Because Jesus is worth it, isn't he? So full commitment to missions at home and overseas in terms of praying. Are you willing? Who is in? Praise God. So many of you are. I was at the prayer meeting this morning, and it was such a blessing to be there with so many people just offering up their prayers to God and on behalf of the nations of the world and missions. There is no question of his worth tonight, just of our willingness. That is the challenge to us. Will we commit to praying for the whole island of Ireland. I know some of you are already fully committed to this, thank you. But for some of us, sometimes we just need this put to us, don't we? Have you thought recently about how many lost people there are on this island? May our hearts be captivated by that. And I'm not sure, but would all of us know that most of the lost people on this island don't live in a Protestant community in Northern Ireland? That is some of the challenge to us, isn't it? Well, we commit to praying, not just for Ireland, but for the nations of the world. Who is in? There is no question of his worth, just of our willingness. Will we commit to giving? Praise God for the millions that have been given through this convention over 85 years. Incredible. But can I encourage you again? Let's make this the best year ever. What a challenge. Will we commit but to being fully committed to giving to mission at home and overseas? There is no question of his worth, just of our willingness. Will we commit to going? Praise God for all the missionaries who have left their own time to somewhere else on this island or somewhere else in the nations of the world. I mentioned earlier, we we heard from this amazing pioneer just two weeks ago, 88 years of age, a Belfast man. In 1955, 
He traveled to the Republic of Ireland to preach in the open air with his bike and his tent. He spent 17 years of his life in the end serving Irish people and a number of those years in a tent and later in a caravan. What a challenge to so many of us, me included. In Elam Ministries Ireland, we have a couple who are 65 years old. They have a small team and they're having a go at planting a rural church in Burr County Offaly. Anyone heard of Burr and County Offaly? John was an elder in one of our other churches and he just said, if we don't do it now, we never will. I wonder, are there some people in the room tonight who God will call to give the last years of your life to do church planting, even in Ireland or maybe even somewhere else? I think the question is always there, isn't it, in terms of going? Where are the people today fully committed to going in mission at home and overseas? And on my heart, where are the new generation of people who see his worth and are willing to deny themselves and take up their cross and follow Jesus wherever and however he leads? Isn't he worth it? I want to encourage the church to embrace going more as we understand that Jesus is worth it. And sometimes people won't understand, will they? A lot of people in church just could not understand why we would take three little girls aged three and under, including a three and a half month old, to Siberia for a year. Were my daughters a priority in my life? You better believe it. But was Jesus worth it, even if other people couldn't see, understand that? Of course he was, you better believe it. Jesus is always worth it. Are we willing? And the second reason I think some people don't pray, give, or go beyond their own time is that they don't understand the gospel fully. I don't have time to unpack this tonight the way I would have loved to, but God being the ultimate creator of the universe, the wages of sin being death, Jesus dying on the cross in my place so I can be forgiven and move from death to life, Jesus rising again and being alive today and saving me and everything else amazing that you would include in this demands a response from my life, doesn't it? The gospels especially say so much about that response. I was 18 years old, sitting in an old building in the inner city of Brooklyn, New York, when God first really challenged me with Matthew 16, 24 to 25, that if I tried to save my life, I would lose it. But if I would lose my life for his sake, I would find it. And again, he brought me to these verses when considering the next big life decision and the next and the next and the next. What Jesus has done, who he is, his incredible, immeasurable worth demands a response from my life. Jesus is worth it. Are we willing? I believe when we are not willing, it's often because we don't fully understand the gospel, which demands a response from my life. In Luke 14, 25 to 35, Jesus unpacks the sort of position that he wants in our lives. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. The reasons that many people give for not going on mission or not doing more. In other words, if you can't see Jesus' worth above all these other human relationships, then you cannot be my disciple. What a challenge. Oh, that we would fully commit 
to following Jesus, whatever the cost, and fully commit to missions at home and overseas in terms of praying, giving, and going. Jesus, we're the whole realm of nature mine that we're an offering far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Jesus Christ is worthy. Are we willing? Jesus Christ is worthy of people from 32 counties. Are we willing? Jesus Christ is worthy of people from every nation, tribe, and tongue. To what extent are you and I willing to play our part? Jesus Christ is worthy of missionaries from the island of Ireland, and praise God for them. But are we willing to raise them up and send them or simply go ourselves, no matter what season of life that we are in? Is there a better way to meet Jesus than giving the last season of our life to being fully committed to him and his mission on the earth in terms of praying, giving, and going? I pray that God will give us the greatest army of people on this island ever to fully commit to mission, that we would see many praying, giving, and going. And I pray that more Irish people will be raised up to reach the 32 counties. And I pray that more laborers from the north will move across the border to help with the mission of God on this island. I pray that more people will be sent from this island to the nations and the unreached people groups of the world. And all of us declaring together as one team and one family, Jesus Christ is worth it. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Before I close tonight, I want to ask you, and I know that many of you will do this, to pray for the youth tomorrow night. I will be speaking, and to be honest, it's probably even more important than this meeting tonight, isn't it? I know some of you pray, and I'm asking you to pray for a new generation who will capture God's heart for the unreached and the nations of the world. As I close tonight, I want to finish with a poem that I will read as a prayer as we pray for many, many more laborers to come from this island. This is written by a man who gave up success and wealth to go to the nations of the world, and many of you, I'm sure, will know it. Only One Life by C.T. Studd. Two little lines I heard one day, traveling along life's busy way, bringing conviction to my heart, and from my mind would not depart. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, the still small voice, gently pleads for a better choice, bidding me selfish aims to leave and to God's holy will to cleave. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, a few brief years, each with its burdens, hopes, and fears, each with its clays I must fulfill, living for self or in his will. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Give me, Father, a purpose deep. In joy or sorrow, thy word to keep. Faithful and true, whate'er the strife, pleasing thee in my daily life. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life. Yes, only one. Now let me say, thy will be done. 
And when at last I'll hear the call, I know I'll say it was worth it all. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Jesus is worth it. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.